0: What is up, friends? This is Ashley with Daily Encouragement. It is Thursday. Time is flying. You know what? I forgot to grab my notebook here. Got uh, all my podcast stuff in here. By the time you guys hear this, it will be April 9th, episode number 48. We're going to continue to talk about how to find your core values. I'm going to continue to walk you guys through some questions you can ask yourself. And I'm going to share with you my examples of, you know, or just my process that I went through, you know, um, how I found my core values, different experiences that I had, um, you know, that blocked me and then different things that I've been through that empowered me to, uh, live up my values. And I want to share that with you guys, because I think when I do that, it'll at least give you some insight into your life because the whole purpose of me doing this is to get you to reflect on your life and be able to uh, find the life that Christ has buried inside of you, right? Break up the unplowed ground. It's time to seek the Lord, you guys. So I want to share with you this morning just some scriptures I was reading, you guys, and then I'm going to jump into the podcast. Um, And uh, yeah, let's go ahead and pray, you guys, and let's have the conversation. Father God, thank you for this day. Lord, I thank you that you are in me, and you are in each and every one, each and every one who calls on your name, who says they have a relationship with you, God, who's confessed you with their mouth. Lord, I know that you have plans for us, God. And I just pray that you will continue to give us the grace we need to live out the character and the values you've put inside of us, to let the desires that you've put in us come out and and bring forth fruit, Lord. We know, God, that it says that you will honor the one who serves you. Father, glorify your name. What do we think that's going to look like in our life, God? Give us a clear picture and not base off, you know, not put you in a a box or look at you as a bad master in any type of way. God, forgive us for doing that, Lord. You are a good God all the time. And Lord, the only thing that's ever going to change is our perspective. So, God, I pray that as we're, you know, um, in this fire of life right now, that all the things that would separate us from you, Lord, would just melt away and that we would really be more united to you in this season. And then uh, we will be unleashed upon this earth, God to advance your kingdom, God, to pour out the grace you've given to us, Lord, because at some point, God, you're going to come back. At some point, it's going to end. So, Lord, we just want to be ready. So I just pray for that. Help us to make ready um, ourselves, Lord. And uh, I just pray you'll encourage each and every person listening to this podcast. I pray you'll give them strength, Father. And I just uh, pray that you want um, give them the grace and the love that they need and continue to give them a vision for their life, Lord, of the things that they want to accomplish. Let them not be afraid of the vision and the desires that you've put inside their heart, Um, Let us not be afraid of the goodness that you want to pour out on our lives, Lord. Let us not be, um, let's not judge ourselves or judge each other. Let's just get on with um, you being glorified through our lives, God. So we love you. We thank you and uh, pray bless this conversation, God. Please God, and direct it. And we just pray all these things in Jesus name. So, okay, you guys, I'm just going to be honest. As I was getting on here, getting ready to record, I was looking at my audience size and it's went down to six. I was like, oh, dang, Lord, what the heck? I think when I first started the podcast in October of 2019, I mean, I think there was a time where I had like 12, you know, 12 people, and then it's gone down to six. I'm like, dang, God, where are they going? What the heck? But I'm like, you know what, Ashley? Don't look to the left or to the right. You gotta move forward. Um, And I trust that the things God has put in me is blessing somebody out there. It's encouraging them, it's inspiring them, it's giving them tools it's, it's going to allow them to be able to bear some fruit in their life. Right. So, and I only know that because from my own experience, so that's the authority I have is I know in my own life and my own heart, um, that if you do this process, I'm walking you through, it will work. It's kind of like, what do you guys do? Come on, think about it like this. Everybody has problems, right? I mean, I don't know anybody who doesn't. I mean, I don't know anybody who has everything figured out. And so when we are in that situation, we usually go to people or resources who know what we don't know. Right. And you know, if you're overweight, what do you do? You go see a trainer or you go see a dietitian or you go see somebody who has the knowledge you don't have to give to you, to give you some perspective so you can begin to bear fruit and have better health. Right. You guys, I'm telling you right now, God will only give you a process that will bear fruit. That is his will. And the only thing he cuts off is the things that will suffocate that fruit bearing in your life. So you got to trust that there's a process to bear fruit. I'm giving you a process. If you want to become more firm, secure and steadfast, if you want to find an identity that's not built upon circumstances, performance or other people's opinions, if you want to live out your values and your character based upon the grace of God, then go through this process. Um, And you don't have to go through it. Right, that's your choice. But all I'm saying is we as the church really have no excuse to or why we're not why we're not bearing fruit in this world. Okay? Especially if you live in the United States, you guys. We have a ton of liberty here. Um by the grace of God, God is only freedom and liberty. Um you know, because of that, our founding fathers were able to establish a process that would result in liberty. You guys better learn that too. Yeah, just saying. That's a little side note there, you guys. But you know what, God, there's freedom in us regardless of what goes on because we have Christ in us. So it doesn't really matter what even what happens on the outside world, right? No matter where you live in the world, if Christ is in you, then you have all authority, power, wisdom, knowledge. Okay. And I want to share some scriptures with you guys really, really quick that I hope will encourage you to realize, um, the authority that God has given to us by his word. And so I was in Psalms this morning and, uh, I was just kind of looking through that. And so there were some scriptures that. That stuck out to me that I want to share with you guys Let me go ahead, I'll just open it up in my Bible I wrote it in my notebook, but sometimes I can't read my own handwriting As I've told you guys many times And uh, so I just want to read it straight off the page here So it's in the Psalms um, 118 Okay, almost there guys Almost there, Psalm 108 14, 15, almost there 17, 18 Okay, so it was Psalm 118 And it said this Verse 6. Let's start there. The Lord is with me. Semicolon. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? The Lord is with me. He is my helper. I will look and triumph on my enemies. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in humans. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in princes. All the nations surrounded me, but in the name of the Lord I cut them down. They surrounded me on every side, but in the name of the Lord I cut them down. They swarmed around me like bees, but they were consumed as quickly as burning thorns. In the name of the Lord, I cut them down. I was pushed back and about to fall, but the Lord helped me. The Lord is my strength and my defense. He has become my salvation. Shouts of joy and victory resound in the tents of the righteous. The Lord's right hand has done mighty things. The Lord's right hand is lifted high The Lord's right hand has done mighty things. I will not die, but live and will proclaim what the Lord has done. Amen. Oh, and then it says, the Lord has chastened me severely, but he has not given me over to death. Think about when the Lord chastens you, you guys. Just think about this. The only thing the Lord's ever going to chasten is your mind. The only thing the Lord will ever chasten is a thought process because the thought is what results in what is happening in your life. The Lord disciplines us for our own good. He disciplines our thinking. That's exactly what he did to Adam in the garden. Where'd you go? Who told you that? You guys, whose information are you living by in your life? Okay. And if you're not bearing fruit, if it's not good, then who told you all the things you're living by? What resources are you putting into your mind? What are you consuming? Right? What's the foundation of your thought life and, uh, and all that. You know what I'm saying? So you guys got to look into that, but I just thought it was really powerful. In the name of the Lord, I cut them down. I was like, dang, that's a pretty gangster Lord. So I was just thinking, Lord, let us consider how painful or how painful, (laughs) let us consider how powerful your name is, right? Your words established the world and all that we see, right? Your words became reality, Lord, let us understand in the name of the Lord. I cut them down. So then I was asking a question. How do we, who say we trust the Lord actually live that out, right? How do we, how do we, who say that we trust you, Lord, actually live that out? All right now. And as I was asking that question, this is the next thought that came to my mind. And I, I know I knew it was the Lord, because how do you guys know the Lord's talking to you? You better learn this. You know the lord's talking to you when he gives you a completely different perspective that unloads the burden off of you jesus said my yoke is easy my burden is light so when you are literally talking to god like you're talking to a friend or you know like i'm talking to you guys like literally speaking to you you're having a conversation do you not anticipate god's not going to answer you back like come on jesus already said the holy spirit's in us He will remind us of the things that he's taught us. So if you're sitting there talking to God, it's like God rebuked me years ago. He's like, Ashley, are you talking to the air? I was like, no, Lord, I'm not talking to the air. Okay, then start living like you know you're talking to me and like you know that I'm in you. I was like, okay, Lord, you know what? You're right about that. I have been letting other people dictate my relationship with you. Right? And isn't that kind of what's being revealed right now? How many of you out there, have allowed other people to define who God is to you through their own experiences, yours and theirs. There is a difference. You were not created to live your life through the lens of somebody else. Why is that? Because no one knows the thoughts of a man except for the spirit of that man, the soul of that man, right? You don't know someone's thoughts unless they're they're in you. And you don't know how they process information. You don't know the filters they use. You don't know the process. I mean, if their life is worthy of imitation, I mean, the Bible tells us to consider the outcomes of the leaders that we follow and imitate their faith. If the outcome is producing something good, imitate it. But at at the end of the day, do you know how vulnerable it's going to be for you to follow God in this type of way where you are not supposed to let other people's experiences and ideas and their own you know, doctrine rule your life. God actually wants you to read his word and believe it for exactly as it says. Why do you think Jesus said, whoever comes to me must be like a child, right? You're supposed to believe him with all your heart. And I remember years ago when I was living down the travel trailer, you know, I was out there and I kind of come to that point because, you know, I was around a bunch of people who were pretty dang discouraged in the Lord. You know, my brothers and sisters, they were struggling so bad, especially my pastor, man. He was going through the thick of it. And my heart was going out to him. And I would give him a hard time sometimes. I'd be like, man, what's going on with you, man? He'd be up there singing some worship songs. And they would be the saddest worship songs you've ever heard in your life. And he 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 would write his own music or he would take like a secular song. And then he would like twist it it wouldn't be the actual song in itself he would put his own words to it but he would maybe use like the same chords and stuff it was actually pretty cool but i noticed that he started to make this transition where you could tell he was so downcast and then when you would try to like be like what's up bro they would justify it like it was god's will and i remember being so confused i'm like um okay i get it but that's not the god i serve but then it was like they would use, oh, we've been Christians for like 20 years longer than you, right? We know. And I'm thinking, I'm, I, wait a minute. I thought we're supposed to go from glory to glory. I thought that where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Like, why are we walking around just like all heavy and, and laden and stressed and just like, oh, yeah, this is God's will. I'm carrying my cross, you know? And so I I, I remember being so discouraged by that because I really, you know, I love, I love my brothers and sisters. I still love them. You know, I love them. I'll, I'll probably always love them. Um, but, uh, I was like, Lord, I don't want to think like that. I love my brother, but I don't want to think the way my brother thinks because the way he's thinking right now is not producing the type of outcome I would want to have in my life. And I was like, Lord, I want to be able to read your word and believe it with all my heart. And God was like, do it. You believe my word with all your heart and I will refine you. I will let you know if you're off track. Right. Cause I was always afraid of that. Lord, I don't want to, you know, like like, like, uh, take it out of context or whatever. And God was like, you know what? That's my job. I'm the shepherd. I will lead you. I will refine you. Right. I will reveal things to you. You just have to just roll with it. And I was like, you know what? Okay, Lord, I'm going to do that. And so that has really been my heart. I'm going to say for the last 10 or 12 years is to really walk in that and understand that. And even recently as things have happened, you know, God is really burning that back inside of me. And I hope I can influence you guys the same way to really start to strip away anything and everything that is separating you from God. And that was the thing, because after that thought came, oh, check this out. This is, I need to tell you guys this. So after I asked God, how do we, how do we, Lord, who say that we serve you and trust you actually live this out, right? In the name of the Lord, I cut them down. I was like, dang, Lord, that's gangster. That's hardcore. I like that. Like that is authority. That is power. That's ruling and subduing. You've given us the earth. And this was the next thought. Your enemies are the arguments that keep you from believing God in the name of the Lord, cut them down. I was like, dang, Lord, I love that. Oh, that is so good. Right. Can you, can you imagine if David would have went ahead and, um, you know, and he, he lived in a, you know, his monarchy is a little bit different than like what we live, right? We live in a way different, uh, government system than what David was in, you know? And so you, you know, we don't necessarily have, you know, well, I guess it depends. On, it's all about perspective, right? I could say enemies, but no, we've got enemies even here, you guys. Anyone who is an enemy of liberty and, um, you know, the the right to uh, follow Christ with all your heart, right? Freedom of religion, freedom, you know, freedom to speak your thoughts without fear. Um, you know, there's a lot of crazy things that are going on in our country. But regardless of that, right? In the name of the Lord, you cut him down. David was willing to cut off any argument in his mind that would keep him from believing God with all of his heart. He was like, I ain't going there. I don't care what you guys say. I'm, You know what, his enemies were getting close to him. You know, like he was literally fighting people physically, right, and, and he said they were dropping like flies. I'm like, wow, Lord, is super powerful. So as that scripture came to my mind, right, the enemies are the thoughts that keep you from believing God. That scripture in 2 Corinthians 10, 4, the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish our strongholds, right? You know, I started writing that scripture down this morning. I, I didn't get it all down. Let me go to 2 Corinthians 10, 4 for you guys. Let me let me read that whole thing to you. And then we're going to jump into the, the core values thing, you guys. But this is really important. We need to have this conversation, especially in the time as this, okay? The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension. That sets, that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take every thought captive, right? We take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. I love that. So are you guys demolishing arguments and pretensions, assumptions, okay? That set itself up against the knowledge of God? Because you guys know the enemy is always going to use the good of God's word to keep you from God. He's only going to use good. That's the same thing he did in the garden. If, you know you'll be like God. Y'all, is it bad to be like God? You know? So just remember that know the schemes of the enemy and realize that the only enemy you're ever going to have is in your own mind. It's going to be the thoughts and arguments that keep you from God. So if you have thoughts and arguments in your mind right now that are keeping you from God, you, you already know you're at war. All right. So in the name of the Lord, cut them down, start living out the word of God and speaking God, God's word into that situation. Right? I mean, God's going to raise up the authority of his people, man. It's going to happen, y'all, but you better be ready. Now is the time to to get ready for it. Now is the time to start removing the arguments and all those things, because Jesus will come back one day. Or you might die before that. I mean, how much time y'all got to live? Let's just talk about that. You know, do you really, really really think you're going to live forever? You might not wake up tomorrow, but by the grace of God, you're listening to this podcast. You're awake today but you might not wake up tomorrow. So don't live in this mentality. I got all this time. It says who, when are you the, the fortune teller of life? God, God will cut you down for that too. How many times does he rebuke people that thought they knew what they knew? They like, y'all don't know nothing. Right? So you guys, I'm just saying the Lord is able in the word of the Lord, cut them down. Okay. Cut down every argument and pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God and ask God to give you, to help you to do that. Help him to reveal the arguments and then help him to give you the word to, to, to cut it down. God's word is a sword, y'all. Don't be afraid of the fight. Be afraid of the fight getting you. Be afraid of you not being the person God's called you to be. Be afraid of not trusting in his grace and his power and his authority, right? The fact that, wow, I, you know, I had nothing to fear. But I went ahead and let fear live in me anyway, even though you said it, it I could put, cast it out by your perfect love. What are you going to tell the Lord on judgment day? What are you going to say to him? I didn't know. He's like, yeah, you did. What? You didn't read my word? Oh, that's exposure. You guys get into his word. Seriously. It's time is now y'all. Okay. So yesterday we talked about core values. I was asking you guys some questions to be able to identify yours, because this is going to be the foundation of all the decisions that you're going to make in your life. And check this out. This is also a tool. So, if you've got a really big decision to make in your life and you're kind of like, ah, kind of him hawing around, you can use your values to prioritize to make the decision, right? If you're like, I don't know what to do, We'll go back to your values. What's your top value? Make a decision based upon your top value, your top priority, and that'll give you some peace. So, this will transform your life in that way that you will never be like, oh my gosh, what am I gonna do? Like, I don't know what decision to make. These are two really good decisions. You're going to say, okay, this is where your values are going to kick in, right? You know, and and what's the highest one on the totem pole? For me, it's freedom. I will always choose freedom over, you know, over maybe uh, um, courage or whatever, right? Of course, it takes courage to live in freedom, but you guys know what I mean? Okay, I will always, I will always choose um, truth over security, you know? So you guys have to realize how these core values play in and out of your life. So get a list, get really clear on your values. And now we're, I'm, like I said, we're going to continue to go through these questions so you can identify yours. Okay. So yesterday you were supposed to kind of reflect back on a time where you were feeling pr- proud of yourself, right? Having some accomplishments, you b- you bore some fruit in your life, you know, and I didn't share mine with you guys, but, um, I'm going to share it with you really quick. So what was I doing? What, what were some times in my life where I felt most proud and fulfilled? It was when I was going against the, the cultural grain. I realized, man, I've always done that. You know, you guys, I had a baby when I was 16. I met my husband when I was 15 years old. To have, to meet somebody and to still be married to them and have seven children with them, that is going against the grain, y'all. And that's the thing. Don't make this like this really big, complicated thing. It's not, right? Having a baby at that time in the culture I was in, especially, okay, this was back, I think I, ha- I had him in 2002, all right? Um, I, you know, a lot of teenage pregnancy all of a sudden just started like exploding. Okay. Everybody was pregnant all of a sudden. Well, they started having girls dress up like they were pregnant, like it was a bondage. And I was, I was hurt by that. Cause I was like, you know what? Look, I get it. But I was still going to school. I was getting up every single day. I was going to school. I was getting good grades, you know? Um, I think when I graduated high school, I know my GPA, it wasn't that, I think it, gosh, I think I got out by the skin of my teeth because my freshman year, I really dropped the ball. You know, that's when things were super falling apart in my life when I was in ninth grade and I just did not care, you know, but then um, 10th grade, I met my my boyfriend, you know, now his husband for the last 20 years, almost 20 years. And, uh, you know, I got pregnant nine months later and so that gave, that put something in me, man. I was determined. I was like, you know what? I'm going to raise this baby. I don't know how many times people asked me if I was going to have an abortion. I don't know how many times people accused my husband, boyfriend at the time, that he wasn't going to be there. And you guys, isn't that really sad? How we assume men aren't going to step up to the plate. You know, that's really sad. We, we got to really start rethinking things. But I knew in my heart, I knew in my heart he was going to be there, you know, I just was afraid to acknowledge it because I was like, God, I hope, I hope you guys aren't right. Like I know in my heart what's going to work, but you guys are telling me different. And I was like, yeah, whatever. I'll keep that to myself. I kept it to myself because I didn't want people to try to, you know, steal it away from me. That's why you got to be careful who you talk, who you talk to about things that are really important to you because they're going to, they could just sit there and, and, and chop it up right in front of you. They will devour it. That's why Jesus said, don't throw your pearls to pigs. So be wise with who you share your life with. And at the time I didn't know it but God was already protecting me by not speaking about certain things with certain people because they just did they wouldn't get it. So anyway, I've always kind of gone against the cultural grain. I had a baby when I was a teenager. I'm still with his dad. We've had seven children together. Um, you know, uh, and, and so as I was making those decisions as far as like, okay, I'm going to have this baby no matter what, you know, it says reflect on the people that were there with you. Number one, myself, you know, my mom supported me. She really did. She goes, well, honey, it's going to be fine. You know, and my mom babysat my son for me for ice. Cause I still had two years of high school left. She babysat him for me every single day so I could finish school. I graduated on time. You guys, I got pregnant. Okay. And then, uh, school got out like June 12th. I had my son June 25th. All right. So I went to school every day up until that point you know, I had him two weeks later. I had him home for the summer, which was great. They had a daycare at the high school. So I took him to the daycare, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And my mom supported me. Of course, my husband supported me. My in-laws supported me because they actually let me move in with them, you know, which was funny. You guys, this is a really quick story. So when I moved in with my husband's parents, okay, I was already pregnant, right? Um, I was moving out of the, the, the people that I stayed with. My mom dropped me off. I think I already told you guys the story. My mom dropped me off at a friend's house over a weekend. It was only supposed to be for a couple of days because we were gonna be homeless again and she didn't come back for two years, right? So in that meantime, I was like, you know what, screw this. I'm not living this unstable way and uh, I'm not doing your little shenanigans anymore, right? Well, after I had Dylan, um, as, as I was pregnant, of course, I wanted my husband to be around. I wanted my kid's dad to be there with me. Well, my husband's parents gracefully let me move in. Well, here's the thing. My, my father-in-law, and dad, if you're listening to this, I'm sure you'll laugh about it now. But he was like, yeah, you guys can't be sleeping in the same room. And I'm thinking, really, dad? Like, let's just be honest. But okay, dad, we'll respect that. So he made, he made my husband, Scott, sleep on the couch until the baby was born. I'm thinking that's kind of, wait a minute, is that a little backwards? <laughs> Isn't that kind of reverse, dad? Shouldn't you kind of just let him be in the room with me while I'm pregnant and then kick him out when I'm not pregnant anymore? Okay, maybe I said too much you guys, but I'm just saying Anyway, but my my in-laws were very very supportive of me my mother-in-law my father-in-law my mother And my husband, you know, those were the top the top foundations for me at the time um, I had other family members that were supportive, but Uh, I didn't see them very much. You know, we've always kind of not on purposely lived distant from each other but you know, my mom didn't have me around my family when I was young. It's true. My mom, my mama was the black sheep of the family. Y'all. I mean, you know, my mom, um, did a lot of things that people could say, wow, what the heck is wrong with you? You know? And so because of that, my mom separated herself from them and, uh, we didn't, you know, I, I, saw them a little bit when I was younger, but, uh, you know, we didn't really grow up together or anything. So, you know, naturally when you don't spend a lot of time with people, there's kind of this gap, but we really try, especially for the last few years, you know, my, me and my family have been really trying to get together and, and build those relationships. But, you know, I'm just saying in that time period, those were the people that were giving me the strength to, you know, uh, live out me kind of going against the grain, you know, so that was what made me feel fulfilled and proud of myself as I was going against the grain. And I had the support of um, obviously my own resilience, my mother and my husband and my in-laws. Um, and so, you know, and I even had the support of the people that I was staying with at the time too. They were very supportive. Um, you know, matter of fact, I don't know what I would have done. I, I wouldn't have met my husband if they wouldn't have let me stay with him for those two years. So they know who they are. If they ever listen to this podcast, I love you guys so much and you guys are a massive blessing. So, uh, and then I told you guys, you know, think about times in your life where you were massively regretful because you have to realize where you were not living out your values. Right. My values are freedom and truth. OK, so um, obviously going against the grain is going to be something that I, you know, naturally I'm going to want to do in a way. All right. It's going to lead me to freedom. And so um, but I had to realize there were times I wasn't and there was times I wasn't living um, to my values. Right. If I value freedom, there was times where I was feeling regret and emptiness and, and just de- like de- heaviness and, and stress and frustration. And that was when I was living against my own will. Right? And I did that for a really long time in the Christian community. I viewed it as carrying my cross. All right? Uh, ways I was living against my own will, helping people out of guilt, allowing myself to be manipulated. If I said no, I think I shared this with you guys yesterday, right? And the other person didn't like it, they would attack me, belittle, condemn. All right? Living to prove myself. I did all of this, you guys, which is so crazy because you would think before I became a Christian, Right. Well, I mean, I got baptized when I was 10, but then after we moved out of that neighborhood, I didn't know how to follow the Lord anymore. I kind of went back to my own old ways. Cause I didn't know, I didn't have anybody. I didn't have a foundation. So, you know, but after, you know, when I was 15, I was obviously living by what I wanted to do, regardless of what everyone else was saying. I'm like, what happened when I got into the church? I, I, I started living against my own will when I already knew the fruit of me living by what I wanted to do, why that was good. Right. I mean, I knew that, but something happened, right? And it was, all, it's like I said, it's all your environment. It's all kind of what, who and what's influencing you. Okay. And one more question, you guys, I've only got, you know, like a minute left on here and I better get off here. So number three, identify time when you felt again, frustrated, unfulfilled, empty, annoyed, make particular notes of that situation that led to those types of feelings. So think of these memories. Okay. For me, when my boundaries were being crossed, right? My no wasn't being respected. My own personhood being denied. Other people denying what already exists, right? My ability to to make my own decisions, make a free choice. Because I'll tell you, when I was young and I said, I'm going to have this baby, I was taking heat from people, right? Oh, you don't know what you're doing. I mean, so the world was against me and my husband, man, you know? And so anyway, you guys identify those memories, identify those times in your life when you're feeling fulfilled and proud of yourself. And then times where you're feeling super frustrated, super burdened, super just down, And, uh, that'll begin to help you guys unpack this. So anyway, hope you guys have a wonderful weekend. I will see you guys on Monday. If you want to donate to the podcast, you can, the link is down in the description. You guys, I want to encourage you guys. So anyway, I better get off here. I'll see you guys.